the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and this is season four of the show. And that means some pretty big changes. Andy's gone. Reese is gone. Max gone. It's it's just it's the Jack F1 show. That being said, I've decided to hire some help for this year. I've decided to hire a man. First time on a podcast, very, very nervous. His name is Mandrew. Hey, Mandrew, how are you? Motherfucker, first of all, it's season <laughs> three. Is it? <laughs> you said season four. And, season, <laughs> and I chose not to interrupt then. <laughs> okay, so we're here for season three. Andy's still here. I'm still here. Of course um, I'm still here. You wouldn't do either show without me. I can't turn on a computer without Andy's express. And I would call it gentle hand-over-hand support. Off-season, how was it for you? What have you been up to? Cricket. Yeah. I've uh, been to the cricket. <laughs> we, both, we spoke about it last week on our first episode of Bombs on the Bench. We did. Available on all pop platforms Friday afternoons at 4 p.m. going forward. We Yeah, we've... Decided to really, in the off-season, has been a heavy, I guess, pre-production or pre-unproduction schedule for like, what do we actually bring to the table when it comes to podcast personality and like information we bring? And the resulting answer from both of us was not much good in the way of journalism. No, we're not very good investigative journalists. But lots of good in regards to shit opinions. So, yeah, really, the plan for this year is to do... Less formulaic shows where we're struggling to find bits of news to talk about. And really, that was the big off-season thing for us. Up until two weeks ago, nothing had happened and there was 10 articles a week about the sport, which was worth no one's time. Like, whenever a major sport ends and we hit the off-season period, I love watching the professional pundits who are paid to keep up to date on the sport struggle to find things worth talking about. Because everything becomes a big spiraled issue. Yeah, I know. Like, take a month off. Take, take three months break. off. And you'll figure out that it turns out that most people don't really care what we have to think generally across the sport. You know what I find really funny? I found this out recently. So when anything happens in the off-season in British media, Sky Sports specifically, they'll bring out Craig Slater onto a random show to talk about it. That's how you know something big's happened. You know how I figured that out? With the Christian Horner news. Go on. So apparently after it dropped in like... So it was dropped in an Italian newspaper, the same one that dropped other news. Um, Everyone was like, oh, is this real? Is this not real? And then it started more trickled out that, oh, maybe something's going on here. So Craig Slater comes out in F1 <laughs> TV. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I think something's going on. <laughs> Like it, it wasn't big enough news to bring Brundle out of his coffin or find Crofty on a cruise somewhere and give him a call, but it was enough to bring Craig Slater out, who I had no idea was a part of F1 media team. Oh, so I'm not going to lie to you. You've said the name Craig Slater four or five times. I don't know who that is. Neither do I, but apparently that's who Sky Sports brings out. So he's the... Uh, you know who taught the- me this? Mohawk Man. Mo, uh, he's back. Man, he's been doing some... Fu- he's had a rough off-season by the look of it. He's ripping fat solos, though, on Twitch. Okay. He's he's tried to start a gaming platform. So he's had a he's had a go on Forza, and that was a fail. Well, he, I, I think that's less to do with the fact that his endeavor was a fail and more to do with the fact that the most recent modern, like, Forza Motorsport has left a lot to be desired in regards of it being a good racing game, a good-looking racing game, and an effective multiplayer online racing game. Well, he was trying to play online. And I think, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to play Forza for like a competitive online racing game at the moment, which I would understand your confusion, it is what it is designed for, you're going to have a bad time. I've played it. I still haven't. This will tell you everything you need to know about the quality of it online. I have an S-class safety ranking. 
there you go. That tells you how good the online moderation is. Now, if no one's seen me drive online before, it's atrocious. It's very atrocious. It's genuinely bad. We have a friend, Cameron, who's played online with us once, who will now no longer play online racing games with us because I had way too much to drink and ruined the afternoon for oh, him. I don't know. I think <laughs> I ruined Monaco for you guys. You drove... Well, first of all, you cheated. No, I didn't cheat because there was no rules. <laughs> You just didn't know there was no rules. And before we did a Monaco race, me and Cameron are very, very nervous, being like, yep, we're going to put in solid two-minute, three-minute laps just to get these cars around it. Andy's turned off all rules, all moderation, and most of the damage, so he's putting in qualifying laps 20 <laughs> seconds quicker than me and Cam because <laughs> we don't know our cars won't break. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm flying through the Novell chicane. I'm flying over Sandovite, <laughs> like just going mental. No track limits. Turned track it, limits turned it into a drag strip. And anyway. you know what? It made Monaco more fun. It, I would have watched it. I would have been way more fun to watch. We all would have watched it. That being said, we're going to talk about two or three big off-season genuine pieces of news, but we'll save that closer towards the end. We don't really want to start with the news anymore. No. We want to start with talking about the year ahead, season 2024. Season three for Bums on the Bench. I believe it's season 74. Nine? I'm sorry, did you just say season three for Bums on the Bench? This one. What this show is, are we doing? This is Formula Bums. I'm glad you can get it right in the intro, but you can't get it right any other point of the show. Hey, man. Hey. At least I don't have to edit the intro. I'm here for the first 10 seconds of the listener's attention. If I can get that, I'm in. You're the man who knows what we're talking about. But decision for you, Andy. Okay. New season ahead of us. Yep. We need to talk about a lot. We need to talk about the calendar. We need to talk about the drivers and we need to talk about the teams. Yep. Where are we going to start this year? Judging by the lights on your laptop, I think we should start with the teams. Let's go teams. Now, Formula One, if you're new here, is a sport with 10 teams, 20 Um, cars. Unfortunately, because of what happened in the off-season. Can we just mention that, that they, they said no to Andretti because they're assholes? Yeah. Fuck FOM. I can say that we're past the one-minute mark. Yep, YouTube censorship's off. Fuck FOM. Let the sport grow. Let teams join the sport so we have more teams to watch and interact with. Stop sucking up to Toto, Christian, and every other bastard. <laughs> now just we- let an extra team in and let it be Otmar running it because that'd be great. I want a dual partnership team between Otmar and Cyril. Will it work? Absolutely not. Nah, fuck it. Let's put Gunter in charge of it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. You got sacked. Can we can we have a team where it's just like it's the divorced dad team where like each weekend a new, new fired principal comes in and just tries to run it for the weekend? Oh man, could you imagine Matteo Bonotto's weekend? We are checking, <laughs> bro. That maybe that should be our dream event for the year is to have the has-been teams where each weekend, whoever's available, they throw a team together from different pieces. I'm talking drivers, mechanics. I think we get that we get front left wheel Jackman from Haas. I go circa 2014. Let's bring him Oh, back. you mean see, the one that did it in 17 where he forgot to, to put the tire on? Yep. Yeah, let's, he's let's great. bring him in. I want the huge Jackman, Jackman from yep. Alpine. <laughs> no, Aston. Aston, yeah, the big chunky boy. Get him on the jack. I'm talking drivers. I, Stoffel Van Dorn deserves a shot. Yep. Um, Juan Pablo Montoya, bring him back. Bring back the cameraman who brained him with the camera too. Bring back Mika for the end of his sabbatical. Well, genuinely, when some of this news is kicked up right around (laughs) drivers changing and what this means for Mercedes at the top, my instant man was like, well, there is one man who has had a big break that no one is expecting. They're all talking about bringing a Finn back to Mercedes or bringing a Finn into that team. Yeah, it's not Bodass. It's Mika. Bring him back. No, I, I, or Joss, I, put Joss in there. See, you know what? The only man who can beat Max right now, his dad wouldn't beat him. <coughs> his dad ah, lives vicariously. No. Th- I okay, no, physically, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> now this is my point. He doesn't have to beat him on track. He's just got to beat him with a He's whip. He's got to do something. He's got to have a to whip make button. Beatable. Okay, so we'll start with the teams. Yeah, let's yeah, get let, serious. Let's get super serial. All right, let's start with. The big hitters. The big hitters. Big boys at the front. And it's normally the trifecta. Ferrari, Mercedes, Mercedes, and Red Bull. And Red Bull. Now, each team has a real team name. That's a long one. We don't care about that. It's I reckon I could get I reckon I could get them. 
Go, let's, all right. Start, give me the start one. Go Mercedes. Patronus Mercedes AMG F1 team. Now, all the words are in the title. I've got it the wrong way around. You have, so it's Mercedes AMG Patronus F1 team. I still call that a win. That's, it's, it's a half point win. Half point, okay. They're based out of Brackley in the United Kingdom. Yes. What that means in regards to sport is nothing. That means nothing. Yeah, guess how many other teams are based out of the United Kingdom? Like six out of seven, isn't it? Pretty much all of them. Six out of ten, yeah. Pretty much all of them are UK-based teams. Team Chief is the long-standing, long-feared keyboard warrior. He sends emails. So Susie Wolf. Susie? Who's married to the real team principal, Toto Wolf. But Susie's also involved, remember? No, she's not. She got caught up, even though found out not about it, but there was rumours that she was involved. That was the first off-season story, That remember? was the first off-season. Yeah, that's how the they investi- first one. Because <laughs> yeah. well, no, because she's a part of the F1 Academy, which, by the way, I don't think that's got anything to do with anything with Formula 1. No. It's <laughs> just a part of uh, the FIA. Big whoop. Yep. And that also, was a hit piece. Toto, like... We need to be very, very real. Toto's from Austria. He don't say shit. You seen him on camera? He barely says anything. He just threatens people. He does. There's no information being shared between them. Technical chief is... James Allison. Correct. And what does a technical chief do, Andrew? I have no fucking idea. Nor do I. So we're going to tell you what we think they do. Doesn't he like... Isn't he like in charge of strategy, designs, all that sort of shit? Pretty much it's the car. Yeah. It's, it's the car. So... Your technical so chief? you're telling me he's the reason that everything went to shit. Actually, no, he wasn't. He wasn't part of it when they first made their concept because they brought him in to replace the guy who replaced him because yes. he shit the bed so hard. Yes, remember they had that random dude in who went for like Project X, no side pods, and it was shit. And then it was horrible. And then they suddenly there was an announcement being like, uh, James Allison's got another another promotion back to where he belongs." So, yes, your team principal does kind of drivers, media, face of the sh- face of the show. He's your CEO in a way. Yes, that's a good way to look at it. Like, If you, if you consider it a business, he's the CEO, he's the face of the business. You know, and they do, they do a little bit of everything, but they're not experts at one thing except for being really good at leading a team. You'd, Fingers crossed. You'd, you'd want to hope so. But as with all money sports in the world, talent rarely rises to the top here. No. They're, a, they're the Mercedes factory team, which means everything is spec. Mercedes. Mm. Mercedes engine. Mercedes everything. Yeah. And it's either silver. Or black. Or black. I'm saying black this year. Oh, I reckon it'll be. Well, no. I reckon it'll be carbon fiber this year. <laughs> because everyone else went carbon fiber. <laughs> I, but I, I like that design choice. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan. The black Mercedes is better than the silver Mercedes. Always. It's Always. All right, ready for your next test, big fella? Yeah. Red Bull. It's a short title. Yeah, it's Oracle Red Bull Racing. Correct. Ding, ding. Oracle and Red Bull Racing, based out of... Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes. Not a person who owns the team, as I've only recently found yeah, out. Yeah, it's Red Bull. Like Red Bull, the energy drink yeah, owns know, it. I thought like Milton Keynes was like a CEO or an executive. Wow. Milton Keynes is just a place. Yeah. <laughs> Named up. But it's the most British-sounding dude name ever. If you met a gentleman called Milton Keynes, you'd go, clearly you're an accountant. Yeah, but I also I'm aware of where Green Day put out their DVD in 2004. Which was filmed in Milton Keynes. So, if you're new to the show, what you also need to understand is that Andy and I both have very opposing diagnoses. And you will see some interplay between ADHD and ASC on this show. Because, of course, you know it from a fucking 2004 Green Day concert DVD filmed bootlegged somewhere in England. No, it was a genuine one put out by... (laughs) Whatever! It was really good. What album was it around? It was around American Idiot. I think it was like... Bullet in my Bible or something was the name of the DVD. So it's actually Pete Green Day. It's very. It was like perfect Green Day. It was a sick concert. Okay, team principal for Red Bull. To be determined. It's very topical. (laughs) (laughs) It's very topical, (laughs) isn't it? Up until a week ago, who has been their team principal since essentially day dot? Yeah, it's been Christian Horner. Christian Horner, married to Ginger Spice. Jerry Hartwell, as I found out, she's still going by. There you go. She's not going by Jerry Horner. Would you? I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised Christian Horner doesn't have the nickname the Horn Dog. Hey, 
Nickname pending investigation, my friend. Yeah, I know. Nickname pending investigation. The technical chief. Here's a hard one for you. Technical chief? Yeah. Technical chief isn't Adrian Newey. He's the design guy. So it's got to be James Wellington or something. Look, you know what I mean? I think you're very close. It's JW. JW is the nickname. W is? W is? What's his name? PW. Pierre Wash. Pierre Wash. No, he's not the one I'm thinking of. The one I'm thinking of is the one that will be taken over for Christian if Christian gets dumped. Yes. So when it comes to F1 in these teams is that all teams have a somewhat team structure, but everyone has like these weird semi-hanger-on-ish positions. Like Adrian Newey is the heart and soul of that Red Bull racing outfit. He yep. makes the car. That that Everything that machine's capable is due to him, but he's not technically in the team hierarchy. He's their designer and on the spreadsheet, or I guess the flowchart sits in this weird section, even though he's essentially Mr. Two at Red Bull. Yeah. So and well, no, he'd be Mr. Three because Mr. Two is the the walking corpse himself, Dr. Helmut Marco. Even then, Doctor doesn't have like a real job at the team. I know. He's he's also just there. Well, technically he's the one that's meant to he's nurture the, the drivers. The, yeah, he's the head of the driver academy, but like Red Bull also has the worst driver academy in F1 history because it's like, it doesn't matter. It's whose line is it anyway? The teams are made up and the seats don't matter. Yeah, they just all look the same. Yep. <laughs> um, and they're the Red Bull factory team. So yeah. they kind of make their own engine, sort of. Ish. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> it's complicated. Run us through it. Well, <laughs> they have a technical partnership with Honda running through till 2026. And when 2026 happens... Red Bull starts building their own powertrains with the help of Ford, which means I'm going to hate them come 2026. So it's just one thing where it's it's a Honda engine. Right now. But it's made by people from Honda who work for Red Bull, but it's not a Honda engine. And it's going to become a Ford engine, which will still be the Honda engine, but it will be a Red Bull named engine made by Ford. What, What you really need to understand is, is that if it doesn't blow up, they're going to win another championship. That's the main point. But they've slapped a Ford badge on it. So because of that, <laughs> it loses 50 horsepower automatically and its wearability rate rises through the roof because it's a shit engine. Which will be good for the sport. Yeah, because if Which the Red Bulls blow sport. up every weekend, it'll be great. And that's what you need to know about Big Boy Red Bull. Now and they'll, they'll have the same paint scheme as they've had for the last 20 years. Hey, dude, why? why does, Did Da Vinci fix perfection when he made the Statue of Liberty? He didn't make the Statue of Liberty. Answer the fucking question, Andy. <laughs> I did. He didn't. Fu- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I don't. I can't tell you who made the Statue of Liberty. It was the some French. French dude. Yeah, I've known that. <laughs> I just don't know the sculptor's name. All right. Big Red. Scuderia Ferrari. Correct. And what does Scuderia mean? Team. Is that true? I think so. I'm going to Google that. I'm fairly certain it's it's team or something like that in Italian. Stable. States. Fucking same shit. Which I'm going to say means team because a stable of horses is like your team. Yeah, stable. It's team. It's like how Toro Rosso Alpha Tauri was Scuderia. Yeah. Whatever the name is. Yeah, it's they're called stable Ferrari, which in itself is an oxymoron. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're stable. not very stable. They're based out of Maranello in Italy. They're one of the only ones that aren't based in the UK. They've got no presence in the UK, I'm pretty sure. And it's been working really, really well for them. Team Chief. Oh, that's Fred Vasseur. Yep, Frederick Vasseur, who is, who is, I would say, a show favourite. We're big fans of Fred. We are? I'm a big fan of Fred, simply because we know nothing about him. And the more we find out about team principles... The more we hate them. The more we hate them. That's fair. Which is why France... Was always because we never S-tier seen it. team principal. We never seen it. Was ninety five and was on TV once, and that was for his retirement party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have fun with this one. Okay, who are the two technical chiefs? Uh monkey one and monkey two. No, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Also known as their Twitch streaming handles, Enrico Cardil 
and Enrico Gulateri, which honestly, having them with similar names is going to make it heaps easier when we have to fire them two races into the year again. I know, right? Now, Ferrari is... A shambles. It's a shambles, but it's also like you can't, you can't not care about Ferrari. They've been in the sport since the sport was invented. The F in F1, fun fact, stands for Ferrari 1. Which they only ever did <laughs> for like six years and have been shit every other year. Yep. Yes. Don't Google it. Don't tweet at me. Don't X at me. I don't care if you think it stands for formula and it's a French definition of certain motor vehicles. You're wrong. The French have only been right about one thing in its entirety. Is that retreating? No. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare I what? They've only been good at one thing, which is... Retreating. No. Smashing speed cameras. (laughs) That's what they're good at. That's still retreating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fuck you. You can't find me. There's no camera. Now I'm running away. Now I'm running... Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much, actually. You know what? You make a compelling compelling argument. We'll talk about their drivers later. Big things happening for Ferrari. Now we will move into what we would class as the the mid-pack. These are the teams that are... What do you mean? You just started with the mid-pack with Ferrari. And Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> but look, hey. Look, no, you, miss, you missed the first, the, the second fastest car on the grid. And I stand by it'll be the second fastest car on the grid this year. The McLarens. They were the second fastest car by the end of last year. Do you know, if you hadn't interrupted, I'd be quizzing you on McLaren right now because they were the first team I was about to bring up. Okay, so then. Did, well, McLaren F1 team. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Really? Yeah. McLaren Formula 1 team. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> CEO, okay. Zach Brown. Uh, fucking Andreas Stella is the the Mattia Bonotto to that team. Yeah, team chief. He's the team one. chief. Drivers... One's British and one's Aussie. I've come around on the Aussie. <laughs> and I've and weirdly enough, I've done a heel flip on the Brit. We'll get into that when we talk drivers. Yeah. Where are they based out of? Oh, I do know this. You did pronounce half of the word. I did? Yeah. Woking. You were like, oh. Fuck, it is Woking. Woking. It's UK. UK. Andreas Stella is the listed team chief. Yeah, he took over from Andreas Seidel when he fucked off. Again, fantastic name swapping. I know, right? Brilliant, brilliant planning. Uh, technical chief. No fucking idea. Yeah, me neither. Let's see if any of these names, and I say these Oh, names. shit. So we have Peter Progimo. No. Nah. David Sanchez. Nah. And Rob Marshall. You know what? Actually, David Sanchez, I'm pretty sure he came over from Red Bull. He might have been the Garden Leave Man. No, the Garden Leave Man went to Aston. Oh, that's right. He did too. But no, I, I, I'm pretty sure I read that he used to work in like an underling role at Red Bull. Can we agree that looking at the driver photos for McLaren, that if there was a twink team, it's either Alpine or McLaren. It's Alpine. <laughs> well, speaking of, let's get into it. Alpine F1 team. Do it probably. Is it Alpine Formula One team? No. It is F1 team. You're missing the sponsor. Oh, BWT. Wait, I thought they left because their boy Otmar left. No. No, they stuck. Remember. Remember. And we do this every year. It's on my favorite side of the year jokes is the the make it pink guy who clearly works at BWT where he, he doesn't care which team he's in. They didn't make it pink this year though. There's no pink livery for it. It's just carbon fiber. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say that for pretty much every team except for two because it, three, sorry, three won't have it. Can four I make a prediction on the other two? Because we know it's the fucking other one, the other Red Bull that isn't. Red Bull and fucking Ferrari will be the only ones that don't have carbon fiber. Yeah. Showing. Pretty much, yeah. Because one will be red, the other will be Red Bull. And you know what? I'm going to say there will be carbon fiber on the Ferrari because all their wingtips and stuff, like the little. They're bringing parts. white. They're bringing white back is what they're. Suggesting because so, it looks so good. The white does look good. We, we've already been distracted. Yeah. BWT, Alpine F1 team. Is French. It's an end stone. Well, BWT is an interesting. Is a better white twink Alpine F1 team. Yeah, funny. <laughs> Thank you. 
Where but are they based they're, out they're of? Enstone. Enstone. They're the Enstone team. And they they've are. got a, they've got a factory in France somewhere, but it's so irrelevant that I don't care about it. Which weirdly enough That's where the engine is, years, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they make the engine in one spot, they make the car in the other spot, which is also why that like engine box always looks so stupid. Because I don't think they tell each other what they're making. No, I don't think they do either. Team Chief. He has a name this year, it is one man. Oh, it's the guy who was interim after I know exactly who it is. I can't remember the name, but it's the guy who was interim CEO or interim team chief last year. He got promoted to actual team chief this year. And he was also the I'm pretty sure he's like the CEO of Alpine's racing initiative or something. Look, if the man you're describing is called Bruno Famine. Yes. You are correct. Yes, it's Bruno Famine. Yeah, it is Bruno Famine. I couldn't think of his name. Technical chief is a man called Matt Harmon. No idea who that is. No idea. I know who Dan Harmon is. He's a guy who wrote Community. Oh, and right. Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, there you go. Probably not related, unfortunately. It, if they are related, though, it, it is a remarkably diverse and talented family. That's for it? sure. <laughs> it is a very diverse, talented family. So that's Alpine. They are French from top to bottom. Seriously. And they're there. Now, he always gets interesting to throw cars into the middle pack. I'm going to roll us through the lean, mean, green machine. Oh, fuck. This one's... Part a, one. Part one. Well, there's two lean, green, mean machines this I'm year. I'm going to guess the, the one, this one's the one with Fernando you're talking about. Correct. Okay, it's Aramco Aston Martin... Formula One team powered by. No, it's not powered no, not by powered anymore. Powered by anymore? No, it's not powered. So by. I'm going to stop you there because again, you've got all the words, just the wrong order. So it's Aston Martin F1 team Aramco. No, Aston Martin Aramco F1. Team. There you yeah, go. But you know what? You're bang on. Where are, where are they from? They're from Silverstone. Correct. I was going to say you have to get this one, man, because it's a track. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, team Chief. Team Chief is my crack. Yeah, but what's his name though? Exactly. Gold! That's it. Episode's over. We're done. Turn it off. Uh, technical Chief. Who's the Red Bull Technical Chief? Because that's who it is. It's Dan Fallon. Yeah. Dan Fallows. Yeah, Dan Fallows. But yeah. I was, they, they stole the Red Bull design two years ago. They did, but they still haven't managed to make a good version of it. What do you mean? It started a good version last year and then they brought their upgrades. <laughs> they were on the right path and then they upgraded it. Yep, it's also a Mercedes team. It is also a Mercedes, it's a Mercedes team. team. Alpine is also a... Renault team. Yeah, it's a Renault. But... Actually, you know what? It? The engine's been okay. It was the just Renault they, they engine, crashed heaps. <laughs> the problem with the Renault engine used to be that they were the Red Bull was the works team and Red Bull and Renault had a fucking falling out in a way. So Renault focused more around the Renault team and left Red Bull in the dust and that's why the whole blow-off happened with Cyril. Who's now having a good time at rally. Yeah, I know. Now, I want to talk about the other lean green mean fighting machine on the grid this year. Okay, th- th- there's two things here. For the team name, there is the one that is illegal and there's the one that's legal. Which one do you want? I want the one that's listed on the F1 website. Oh, that. It's the bad one. Okay, so you <laughs> want the illegal one. So it's Steak F1 Team Kick Sauber. Yep, correct. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the, the team name probably going forward will be Kick Sauber because Steak F1 Team cannot. Well, Steak F1. No, Steak.com can't sponsor a Switzerland team because they've got no Switzerland license. Yes. Now, essentially, this is the, the crypto streaming sponsored team. It's it's a really long-lived team. Sauber's been in the sport for forever, essentially. Yeah. And they've always struggled with title sponsorship. So on the surface, it just looks like a gambling company, a streaming company has bought an F1 team. That's not necessarily the case. No, they're, they're the, the team based out of Genoa. Yep. But that's always been at Genoa, Switzerland. Yep. They just sold off the naming rights because they used to be Alfa Romeo Racing, but now with the Audi buyout coming, and they'll be Audi in two years... They needed something to bridge the gap. And honestly, good pickup for the team because we wanted them to stay. Yeah, well, they really were, good pickup. They were always going to stay. It's just that I think there's a lot of changes that are going to happen over the next year. Definitely, definitely. Look, we as as always, the sport's about to grow, and also the world's laws are changing in relation to across the board streaming, gambling, alcohol, and tobacco again. So we're going to see big mix-ups. They are based out of Switzerland. Team chief this year. 
I'll take if you can even just get his part of his name. No. So it's it's Alessandro Aluni. Oh, Ruby. it's that dickhead from last year that yeah. no Ruby. one ever seen. Yeah, we won't see him. Technical chief. No idea. James Key. James Key. He he's actually rings a bell. Yes, me too. And I think that's a recent bring across. I'd say so. He f- he sounds like he's part of the James 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 from Mercedes. What was James Allison James? Well, maybe James. I don't know. I just have a feeling I've seen him pop up in well, a video uh, explaining Aero at some point. Here's in my the thing. Life. Here's what sticks out to me. Andreas Seidel is the CEO of Sauber, Sauber Group. Yes. He's probably just bringing in his people in prep for Audi's takeover in 2026. Which is a good idea because Seidel's fantastic. He is. Um, they are a Ferrari powered team. For now. For now. Yeah, the Audi's going to be fantastic. Um, also, they're the first team that I have in memory, and I think ever in F1, to run the black and lime green livery. Yeah, I don't remember the Jaguars running black and lime green. They definitely ran lime green. Yeah. But no, I don't know how I feel about it. We'll talk about that later. We will. Uh, The next one we're going to talk about is... Now, here's how you know names have gotten confusing on the website, because it's listed simply on the F1.com website as RB. Visa Cash app RB. That's literally the name. There's three more words. Really? Yeah, Formula One team. Oh, <laughs> they all, all of them have it in there somewhere. Fuck them. They are based out of Milton Keynes. They're moving into Milton Keynes. They're this moving year. into Milton Keynes this year. They are based out of Milton Keynes. They are no officially. They should be based out of. It'll say Fienza. It does. But say, they're I moving. I just wanted you to say Fienza because it's a nice sounding word. But they are moving out of Fienza. They're moving out of Fienza. Their team chief is the world renowned Laurent Mikes or whatever his yeah, name is. Laurent Meeks, old mate from Ferrari who yeah. used to fuck <laughs> up all the time, which is devastating. Devastating. Their technical chief is who cares? Jody Eggington. That's a name that's been in the sport for a yeah, while. Yeah, he's been at Red Bull. Yeah. Um, They've been, I was watching something earlier today. They, with the merger of them moving into Milton Keynes, a lot of RB higher-ups have moved over to RB. Reb, I'm going to have to say Red Bull higher-ups have moved over to RB. Yes. Yep. So Red Bull to Racing Bull is kind of a good way to look at this. Yeah, but I don't like any of the names for it. It's a shit car. It looks nice, but everything about it makes me want to puke. Oh, I see, and I this is this is, I guess, my biggest and strongest Formula One trait is that I don't care what you do to that Junior Red Bull team. For some reason, you like it. I really like it. <laughs> I really like it. And then I don't think I've forgotten anybody. No, you, you've forgotten two. I've forgotten two. I did that on purpose. Uh, let's talk about Haas, the ex People's Champs team. I'm gonna say X people. X people's champs team. They've they've done exactly what the Rock's done in wrestling and heel flipped, be gone from being the people's champs to the people's chumps. And it, from one decision, they fired fucking Gunter. They fired Gunter. So their team principal used to be Gunter Steiner, and that should have been it. Should have. Still and their been. team drivers used to be led by Gunter Steiner, and their team name used to be Gunter Steiner Haas F1 team. But now it's MoneyGram Haas F1 now team. Now it's MoneyGram Haas F1 team, which I'm excited for the newest F1 team coming in in 2026, which is Gunter Steiner's boat-backed, funded F1 stake kick Sauber F1 team. No. Camel hot dogs. If- <laughs> Isn't it moose hot dogs? Yeah, thing? maybe. <laughs> More to the point. Andretti should go hard on Gunter. He already lives in the States. They want to base... Andretti completely out of the States. I know it won't come until 2028 now, which is fucking bullshit. But just do it. And like, can you imagine the the, the crowd appeal? Let's talk about the current Haas of the the Haas team we have, not the Haas team we the, want. Well MoneyGram Haas F1 team. They're based out of Canapolis, Indianapolis. Which honestly. Top 10 awesome sounding city names of all time. Canapolis sounds great. Canapolis, Indiana. Like, what yep. the fuck? Their team chief. Something Komatsu. Ayo. Ayo, that's right. Ayo <laughs> Komatsu. Which, again, the meme potential for Haas F1 is muy bueno. Their technical chief. Who gives, who gives a shit? <laughs> Andre. They've already, sa- they've already said the car's going to be shit. Again. <laughs> like, 
And no, actually, no, let's talk about this now. So the whole reason they sat Gunter Steiner is fucking bullshit because all he wanted to do was improve the team and all he asked for was a little bit more money from Gene and Gene said no. Gene doesn't want to put any more money into this team than he already has, which means they will be stuck at the arse end of the grid and if you've got a team that is so shit and at the back and you've got Michael Andretti and Mario Andretti ready to put the fucking funds in to build a fucking decent team, why the fuck can't they get a license and these dickheads do? Fuck ass right now. Yeah, genuinely. Or, Gene, sell the team to the Andretti boys now. They're ready. Like, no, this he, is the no, most no, no, expensive no, no. sport. Gene Haas is doing exactly what fucking Jerry Reinsdorf and that dickhead, his son, have done to the Chicago Bulls. They buy him for a tax write-off. They sit there and just let it sit there. It's just there to sit there and be on the grid and prop up his house, whatever the fuck his other business is. It is complete bullshit, and I might be projecting what the Bulls did recently. <laughs> I'm mu- still really mad about that. You're not... It's hard for me to come back at you and go, oh, no, man, he clearly has the intent to improve because... No, he doesn't. They've been... Well, I'm agreeing with you. They've been the same for, what, like nearly 10 years now? They've been the same even before Bad Santa bought a fucking sponsorship with them. <laughs> fuck them. Now, to the last team of the year. Williams F1 team. That's not the team name. Don't care. <laughs> this, no, this one's going to piss you off the most. Was Are it? you ready? Oh, fuck. I've I got a feeling it's going to have that. What's that one on the back? It's going to have Doralton Capital in it, doesn't it? No, no. This is why this is equally the best and the worst name you've heard all year. Because it's, it is literally, it's two words. Fuck. Williams Racing. That's it. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that. But you know what I mean? All the other ones have this weird particular name. They're just like, we are Williams. You know who the fuck we is. And we're not selling any fucking sponsorships on the name. We're not. It's good. They're based out of? The UK. Correct. Grove Street. Sorry, not Grove Street, just Grove. UK. Oh, Grove Street. So, <laughs> you know, CJ's rolling up. <laughs> Big A. You Big seen smoke. that engine? Big smoke. Big smoke. <laughs> Big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their team chief is... James Vowles. Yes. The technical chief is, and you don't even have to jump in on this because you have no idea, Pat Fry. I did actually know that. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Pat Fry came over last year. I'm pretty sure Pat Fry used to work. I want to say he worked at one of the bigger teams. Maybe McLaren even, and he's come over and he's one of James Vowles' big hires. I want to say that. Whether I'm right or not, it's another story. You know what, though? But that's what I love so much about having a, a formula, the, the formula bums. It doesn't matter if it's right. It feels right. It does and feel right. And that's okay. So to do a quick roundup of the teams, to give you what you they will actually be referred to all year, is you have Mercedes, which is called Mercedes. You have the Alpine, which is called Alpine. You have Haas, F1 team, which we call Haas. <laughs> What you see is the naming that we use is vastly more simple. You have Red Bull Racing. The winners. Yep. We'll just call them, oh, these guys won again. Yep. Red Bull. You have McLaren. McLaren. Aston Martin. Aston or Aston Martin. Or nepotism. Yes. (laughs) You have RB, Racing Bulls. Probably just going to be called Racing Bulls. No, I'm going to call them Visa Cash App. (laughs) Man, did you see those Visa Cash Apps over the weekend? They fucking... Mint. Do they they the microplastic in those? Beautiful. Ferrari, which will probably be called some combination of fuck, cunt, or shit. <laughs> or ha <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again! Again! It's fine! Checking! <laughs> uh kick Sauber. Sauber. Sauber and Williams. Williams. Now, it's pretty easy. It, it is. Is you know what? Simplification is is what we're all about here. Now, do you want to talk about the, the boys who drive the fast cars or where the fast cars will be driven? The boys that drive the fast cars. They're pretty, this will be pretty quick. This will be pretty quick. So, let's start. No, let's just, let's just say it. Did you see the list of drivers for last year? All 20 yes. of them. Yes, the exact same fucking list. Next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Literally, there's been no driver changes. If they drove for them last year, they're driving for them this year. The only one that's different is at the start of last year, Nick DeVries had a seat. This year is Daniel Ricciardo, which we're all really happy about. And the world's happy. So your Red Bull boys are... Max and Checo. Max and Checo. Now, if you don't know who Checo is, that's Sergio. Why do we call him Checo? No idea. That's why we do it. Um, Max is Dutch. Sergio is Mexican. Sergio is Mexican. And then you have the team that 
is really hard to like sometimes. George Russell drives for Mercedes. Oh, you mean Osama bin Russell. Osama bin Get Russell. Get it right. Get his name right. Or Osama bin Ankle Socks. Osama bin Soy Latte. Exactly. Do you remember? So, it's such a shit joke, but do you remember all like that wave in Australia, how all those old races dad had the Osama bin fishing shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, every time you say it, man, for like a year and a half, every time you're like, Osama bin Russell, I just, I have a vivid memory of like an uncle wearing an Osama bin fishing shirt for so much of my fucking life. Um, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, are you Mercedes boys for now? Lewis Midfield Milton. <laughs> or Pooh's Hamilton. Did you watch Did you watch um, Josh Revels? No, I haven't video yet. on Lewis Hamilton. Fantastic. I imagine it is. He's a really good YouTube creator. Yeah, if you if you like a bit of F1 stuff and you want to expand your horizons, Josh Revel is a Kiwi, which means he's He's our younger brother. He's nearly an Aussie. Um and he he's awesome. And it was real it was fascinating. It actually made me go, Oh, this is why we all fell in love with Lewis in the first place. Mm. Tim. Now, Ferrari, you have Therapy Charles Racing. Leclerc. <laughs> there would be uh, better help Scuderia Ferrari exactly. F1 team. <laughs> uh, you have Charles Leclerc, who is a, a Monegasque. Yeah. That is not a weird porn term. That means he's from Monaco. And Carlos Sainz Jr. From Spain. From Spain. Whose but father, Carlos Sainz Sr., if you will believe it. Races for Red Bull. He does, and he's one of the best off-road drivers. He just won the Dakar. Seen. Again. Yeah. Again, and he's what, 67? Something like that. Uh, then we have Team Orange, Papaya, Paw Paw, so Lando. Mango, Lando and fucking Oscar. Butter Chicken. I'm just naming orange things. Hold on, I'm nearly done. Dutch. <laughs> uh, we have Lando Norris. Who's who, British. He's British and... Can you make your apology now, please? Look, Lando and I, we, we've had an interesting past together. We essentially grew up together. No, you didn't. I grew up hating everything about him, and he grew up knowing, not knowing I existed. Like all good dynamic duos. I fucking hated Lando for a long time. I've decided this year that I'm doing a heel flip. I'm a big Lando fan. Good. Um, he's very talented. Can you heel flip on Oscar too? Because that would be really no. funny. That would no. be really funny dynamic no. if... Or fair enough then. No, but it's not happening because Oscar Piastri is the young... I would say boring. He's the boring Aussie on he's the group. He's the boring Aussie, but he's also incredibly fucking talented. <laughs> like, he's very good. And he's, look, world champion. Not this year. Will be. Good one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Fingers crossed. Um, Aston Martin is a really interesting team setup. They only have one driver, yeah, and that's Fernando, Fernando Alonso. Alonso. But honestly... They have two cars every weekend, but the other one... There's only one driver. Yeah. there's It's just... It's Fernando's car and then the car that he tests setups on before he puts them on his car mid-race. Exactly. Uh, Alpine. You have the world's most favourite Frenchman, Pierre Gasly. And the world's most hated Frenchman in Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon. And I tell you what, keep a close eye on this team because if you like teammates crashing into each other... Oh, you're gonna love this thing. You're gonna it's it's good for y'all. Williams boys. Logan and Albon. Alexander Albon, who I'm gonna say is the people's champ of twenty twenty four. Oh, for sure. Everybody loves this kid. And then you have Logan, what the fuck is a kilometer sergeant? <laughs> hey, he confirmed he knows what a kilometer is. <laughs> Did he confirm that he understands the concept or he is familiar with the term. I believe he's familiar with the term. <laughs> uh, he is your freedom-loving, car-destroying. He's your, you know how we have the token black kid? We've got the token American kid. We do. <laughs> Literally, there's the token American kid. He's here. Next. Racing bulls. We have... The token Japanese kid. I was going to say, we have the long and the short of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the long and the short of the sport in this team. Because we've got five foot nothing Yuki Sonoda and six foot man of 30 inch cock. Just the biggest, largest appendages known to man, big dick Danny Rick. The best Number driver. three. Do you know what the three stands for? That's how many legs he stands on. It's <laughs> how many legs he stands on. He doesn't go to the toilet. He toilet kicks stands on it. 
<laughs> he just leans against it. And Yuki, who, honestly, again. That's the size of Danny, Danny's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just, the team photo is just Danny standing and Yuki between his legs. They're, look, they're a good team. We like these guys. We're big Danny fans. Devout. Yes. And Yuki's great too because he speaks like an Aussie. What the fuck? Yeah. Which, did you, interesting fact about that. Did you find out why he swears so much? So when they sent him to learn English in England, they actually sent him to, I think, Birmingham, where everybody swears the whole time. So he doesn't know how filthy his language is. So he's a peaky blinder. Yeah, pretty much. So he learnt off people like Aussies and certain parts of England where swearing is punctuation. He didn't know the word fucking was a reference to having sex with, and it's a curse word. He genuinely thought it was a necessary part of the sentence. That's even better. To say things. Because so, remember the first time he hopped on the radio and everyone's like, what the fuck is this kid going on about? He's going berserk out there. Yeah. He had no clue. He's he insulted everybody. Yeah, he's a brummy. Uh, let's talk about our kick team. Oh, you mean the people's team. And people's by people's, team. I mean the people's republic team. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Zhou Guan Yu. Oh, yeah, it is Zhou Guan Yu. And... Uh, also an Aussie, Valtteri Bottas. BB. Who, unfortunately, is posting too many photos of push bikes for me to... He he really... So you realise his missus is like a champion Tiff. cyclist. Yeah, an Aussie. So no wonder he fucking loves cycling. He was cycling in Adelaide all off-season. I know, but I there's too many photos which makes me feel like he doesn't want to do the car, the car thing over the next few years. Because we love VB. We'll get into that later. <laughs> As Joe you, we really know nothing about this kid. Sometimes we see some pretty good glimpses. I Sometimes he crashes into a barrier. Same. And then Haas, the team formerly known as Gunter Steiner's F1 team, we have K-Mag and Nico Hulkenberg. And Nico the Hulk, Hulkenberg, who are, I want to say, the European daddies of the sport this year, man. Look at, look at these photos. I mean, one of them looks like Ken. They're fucking hot. Nico Hulkenberg is hot. <laughs> Pretty slow, but he's hot. He was quickest in one lap pace in that car last year. Oh, yeah. I just feel for him because, you know, every time we see him, he's never had a car. Like, the dude can drive. His shooting crew is mental. But he's just like, I yeah. feel bad for people who don't know how quick he actually is. For those of you drivers... Those are your teams. Your job is to decide whether you want to enjoy the sport as a passionate fan and never see your driver win or support Max Max Verstappen and have a good time every weekend, really. Uh, I mean, that's what you do. Uh, to be fair, I supported him since he came into the sport. I did. I was a, I was a Verstappen shagger early. But this year, we're not Verstappen shaggers. We're not? No, we have to support someone else because it's... It's getting too lovey-dovey that you're just like, yeah, Max wins. It's great. No, you have to pick someone else this year. Oh. And I have to pick someone else this year. Okay. I like that activity. I'm going to pick probably the same team as you, McLaren. Yeah? No. <laughs> no? Who are you going for? I'm going for Big Dick Danny Rick, motherfucker. Me too. But also, I'll take Oscar then because you, you ain't going to support him. Now, let's do a world tour. A world tour. A world tour. And I first trip... On World Tour. Happy. Do you want to go to Bahrain or do you want to go to Barcelona? Uh, look, I don't care. I don't care where the testing happens. You, I just remembered the other big news over the offseason. Testing at Bahrain? No. Oh. They fucking signed a deal with Madrid to do another oh, street fucking circuit. street circuit. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. Anyway, Sunny Shores, 21st of Feb. Pre-season testing. Where the fuck's that? Secure. Oh, it is in Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain this year for testing. Okay. Um, they televise it now. I'm not watching it. I'll well, look I'm at the results. Gonna, I'll yeah, we'll have a look and maybe we'll talk about the results. They mean nothing. Yeah, seriously, nothing. they mean nothing because fucking Lewis was top of the charts in one of them and the car sucked. Yeah. it it it's And Max won everything by yeah. one race. It, it's a fantastic time of the year because you get to see all the teams try and pretend like they're not as good as they are or better than they are and everybody knows everybody's lying and everything breaks. Honestly, it's a shit show. I don't even know why we bother with testing at this point. Oh, because do it behind closed doors. It, it's there for the fans. 
It's there for the fans. It's there for the media. It's there to give them... Because fun fact, that's what the F in Formula One actually stands for. Fans won. But they don't win. Max wins. <laughs> it should be M1. Max wins. Okay. Round one this year is the same as it's been for the last couple of years. Bahrain. That's changing next year, though, apparently. Where are we going? Apparently, it's starting in Australia next year, which is the right move. I... I don't know. No, it should. Australia should always be the opening F1 race because it was when I was growing up and it was great. I like that aspect too, but I tell you what I've enjoyed about Australia happening two, three weeks later. What? First lot of, oh, our car's broken has normally been fixed. Do you know what I mean? Normally we get to see decent-ish cars. Okay, but then look at the two races prior this year, last year. Bahrain, okay, you'll get some good racing there, but it's still in the Middle East. And then there's Saudi Arabia, which has never had good racing, never been interesting. It's just really fast, really dangerous, and I don't like it. How many F2 races have ended the first lap with a red flag? Uh, every single one of them. Exactly. <laughs> that, I was, that's, that was my only counterpoint was like, I know the F1 at um, Saudi Arabia sucks, but the F2 is... It's the NASCAR version of open-wheel racing because they clean each other up nah, non-stop. Fuck them. Anyway, Bahrain first, then, as you've already said, Saudi Arabia, Jeddah second. And then the f- real round one is in round three in Australia. But we like Bahrain. I do like Bahrain, we do, but like it's Bahrain's testing. A, it is testing, and then it's the race. No, it's testing. Round one is testing. Round two doesn't exist, and round three is round one. Okay. Based on that, though, Bahrain gets a thumbs up from yeah, the us. show. Saudi, Saudi gets Arabia gets a thumbs down. Australia gets two thumbs up. And, and no, an it gets three fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For two reasons. One, it's in Australia, so we can watch it yep. live. And two, it's always good. It's a f- honestly think it's about the last best year. street circuit. Because half of it isn't on the street. Half of it's not on the street. And the lake in the middle looks like a giant cock. I've never noticed that. Haven't you noticed it? Can you have a look on the map right now? Get up the live action photo of it. It is the lake is phallic. You know what? I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah, and you've never noticed it before. After that, though, round four, we're going somewhere interesting. Japan. Japan. That's an early Japan. Very early, which is nice, though, because normally we do it in the middle of bloody typhoon season. Okay, I like it in the middle of typhoon season. It's always interesting. But I'm, I'm stoked to have Japan early in the year because it means we get to watch it fresh. Normally, Japan's in the middle of our burnout phase of the show, remember, That's bro? Fair. We don't. Because we like, Japan's fantastic. It's it is awesome a good track. track. That then, messes. return of China. For now. For now. That may change in two months. We're not sure. This is in April. Yep. Good track for racing on, though. Oh, I haven't missed it. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. I'm like... Really haven't missed the Chinese Grand Prix. The only thing I'm going to throw in there, the only positive, like, again, I'm not saying, like, we've lost something by not having it, but here's what we get by having it is circuit track. Just by its nature. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. By its nature. So China gets a thumbs up, Japan gets a thumbs up. Yeah, Japan gets two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Big fans of Japan. Round six, United States, part uno. Uh, two thumbs down and a middle finger as well. Miami. That's shit. It it's the it 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 might be the worst of like the new generation of F one media. So it's bad. so bad. I the racing's hate Miami. horrible and it's so awkward. But that's also what I like about it. Let's be real. We've got Bahrain, solid. Saudi Arabia, forgettable. Australia, great. Japan, great. China, pretty good. And then we're going to we'll be ready for something fucked up and silly by that stage of the year. Man. No, I really won't. <laughs> I won't. I don't. I don't care what the agreement is. Tear it up. <laughs> Fuck it off. Don't have this race ever again. And also, I'm with the Miami fans. I'm. I'm also with America on the simple fact that you guys are really good at motorsport with all those tracks you've custom built specifically for motorsport over your 200 year history that you've always done motorsport in. Maybe use some of those fucking tracks. Yeah, take the money that you get it. Sorry, the other pro- the other big problem I have with Miami, it's not for anyone who likes Formula One. It's, no. it's for rich celebrities to turn up and be like, oh, look at this cool car that I'm standing near. Yeah, it's Instagram like post. Monaco culture without the history, tradition, and aspect that Monaco is only a bad track because our cars have gotten bigger. Ooh, car post. Ooh, Instagram likes. That's all yep. that fucking race is. It's yep. terrible. Destroy it. 
drop a bomb on it. You've got a thousand of them, America. Just drop one. I love it, the fact that the least contro- the most controversial thing you said in that sentence was they have a thousand bombs because brother in Christ. I know. They I have do. billions. <laughs> <laughs> they have billions of them. So after we suffer through Miami, mm-hmm. we head to the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. Is this the start of the European leg? Because this is good. It is. It's a really good run, man. Listen yeah. to what we've got coming up. So this is... What this is the Imola? Yeah, this is Imola in Italy, which we didn't have last year due to the flooding. Flooding, yes, it was underwater. Um, yeah. good race, normally. great race, normally. Good race, normally. Yeah, I like it. Then we have Monaco. Fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah, that gets two thumbs up. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to some of our early episodes, we didn't only, like we we didn't used to like Monaco. Then we watched. Then we watched all of it. And now we're like, yeah, Monaco can stay. I don't care what tracks you have. Monaco is. The crown jewel. Now, I know we're in the European sector, so we are technically heading to the Commonwealth, but we go to Canada next. Fuck, I forgot about that. It's in a weird spot of the year. However, it's Vancouver Island. It's a fantastic track. It is one of my favorites. There are gophers everywhere. It gets two thumbs up in an erection. Two thumbs up in an erection. Then we go to Spain. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Barcelona should be the F1 track, not the... Madrid Street Circuit. Yeah, I said it. It's fucking. It's gonna be terrible. Have you seen the fucking track layout? I've ignored Looks it. Shit. I've ignored it. Shit. Also, first of all, Barcelona, the Catalonia Grand Prix circuit is so good. One because it's a man flexing. Mm-hmm. There you go. And two, it's really good, and they just updated it to, to be make better. It better, and it was better. It was way better. It was and now you're, better. Now they're like, oh no, nah, we'll just do another fucking shit street circuit, which will have no overtaking, no passing, no. Enjoyment whatsoever. And then we go to Austria. Uh, three f- thumbs up, two erections, and it's just, there's nothing better. It is it is the new temple of speed. It's the better temple of speed. Yeah, we're go- I said I'm, going, it. I'm going down Limp 280. It's just, it is the best modern circuit for F1 racing. In fact, and now this is going to sound very weird to do about it, COVID was a horrible time for the world. We're aware of that. I tell you what, though, having those years of fucking four Austrian races in two years. Oh, man, that was so good. That w- was spectacular. Like, And it goes to show that it turns out that, you know what? Going to cities, completely unnecessary for the sport to I function. Know. Not needed. Don't need street circuits. Then, from Austria, bang, into another absolute ripper. Great Britain, Silverstone. Silverstone's always great. Fantastic. Um, honestly, if you could just... Airlifted away from England, even better. It'd be a ten out of ten. That's the. That's why it's a nine out of ten. It's in England, but apart from that, the track is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Then to Hungary, okay, controversial. I'm over Hungary. I'm I'm over the Hungarian Grand Prix. It was doable. They need to widen the road. They either need to widen the road or ditch two city circuits because it is a circuit that races like a city track. Yeah. And now that we have so many city tracks, it's hard to stomach Hungary as this unique, weird challenge. Yeah, because it's not. It's not. It's it's a 70-something lap race where you can't overtake. You get one overtaking opportunity. And turn one. And you can't stick behind the car the whole lap to make it worth it. Now, then to possibly the best... I'm going to say... One of the top five greatest motorsport tracks of all time. Monza. Close. Spa. Oh, Spa fucking no! Top top tier. Yeah. As I said, in the top five motorsport tracks of all time, those Should being, always be on the those being Bathurst, of course. Spa. Yeah. Monza. Yeah. Silverstone. Silverstone. Monaco. Monaco. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they're, they're the best tracks in the world to drive on. And you know what? No, so one of those has to go. Nordschleife. Nürburgring. You want to put the Nürburgring? Which one are you going to get rid of? It's really hard to get rid of one of those tracks. And if you're going to do that, you might as well chuck Le Mans on there as well because Le Mans are pretty fucking good. It's so. in the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> there top you go. 10. Spa, Spa's the best. Look, it's an enduro circuit. It's what? Seven and a half kilometers long. Yeah, it's 44 laps. It goes uphills, downhills, flat section. It's It's awesome. It's Stunning. got everything that you need to make a race good. And again, we are still sorry for how the fans were treated two years ago. Yeah. Horrible. After that, a track that on paper should be phenomenal. Unfortunately, in practice, isn't as good as Zandvoort. Zandvoort. Yeah, that can get the flick. Yep. Because it looks like a roller coaster. It's terrible. Drives like a fucking... 
you know what? Tank engine wooden track. There is a way to improve Zamvort every year. It just has to piss down rain the whole time. Yes, because that was actually interesting when it pissed down rain. Yes, yes, we'll agree. You know, that, well, that's the running joke that they always make in Sky F1 that they seem to think is just a laugh machine. Is oh, to make F1 more exciting, just add water. <laughs> yeah, but hell, you right. add water, and they're like, oh, these extreme wet tires. Let's not use those. It's red flag. <laughs> red flag. Stop it. Then after that, we head to Monza. Monza. Monza is just another fantastic circuit. Again, it is Top one 10. big straight, two, three. It's three big straights separated by chicanes it's, and one bend. It's great. <laughs> After that, a, a, a controversial track, but one that does make a very good street racing. In fact, it's probably the reason why we have so many bad street circuits. Because Singapore. Good, this one is not quite. Baku. Oh, yeah. Baku's pretty good. Yeah. Baku, Baku's good. Something always happens at Baku. We've had brake magic. We've had Danny and Max taking each other out. We've had Checo getting a win in there at one point. The drain covers. The drain covers. Like Baku is fascinating. The political, socio-political aspect of the country leaves a lot to be desired. But so does a lot of the countries we visit. And so does ours. Like this year, we're not really going to jump into the politics too much of it. Yeah, listen to the other show. That'll have politics in it. This one for us, we just want to talk about the bits we do like. And we do like the racing at Azerbaijan. Yes. Then after it was your next guess, which is Singapore. Yep. A brutal, grueling test. You know what? If, if you had to have three street circuits on the calendar, like if Australia, it, Singapore, Azerbaijan. Four street circuits, <laughs> because I forgot about Australia, you got to chuck Monaco in there. Or three plus Monaco. Yeah, three plus Monaco. Monaco, again, even though we, we hammer some other courses because all oh, the racing's crap. Monaco's allowed to be crap racing because it's the it, only it should be the only one that has bad racing because that's where the sport essentially was born. But also, it's the it's the idea around Monaco being such a tough, grueling truck to pass on that makes it a spectacle. And you can pass on it. You can. Pierre, Pierre Gasly proved it. Yeah. And they just need to turn on the sprinklers at a random point. Yeah. In fact, give every yacht. All those hot drunk girls, give them super soakers. Let them have at it. <laughs> it would be fucking fantastic. Monaco would be fantastic to go to. So Sing- Singapore's awesome because it's essentially how many pounds of water can they lose? Up to 10 pounds. So something, something like, like that. three, four kilos of weight they're losing. That's on my list. To go to? Yeah, I actually, maybe this year, maybe next year, I'm probably going to go. I love it. I Look, I like Singapore. I'm a sucker for night racing. Night racing usually trumps shitty racing, except in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. So the and yes, night Marina. tracks we have are the Middle Eastern ones, so Bahrain, Qatar, Saudi, Qatar, all of that. But also Singapore is done at night, and it's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. Really cool. After that, USA Part 2. The good one. The good one. Kota. The, Circuit of the, Amer- the car breaker. The car shaker. The best track in America. And... Purpose built for Formula One. And it shows. Yeah, it's just it a shows. really good track. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say one of the most beautiful cinematog- like cinematographic fucking clips ever has come from Kota, which is Charles' sunset lap. With the big flag in the with back. the flag. Oh, yeah. so good. Played with the... Um, Freebird. No, no not <laughs> the, the Freebird one. The, someone did it with uh, Adele's James Bond theme song. Oh, yeah. No, this I'd- is the end. That dude, goosebumps. Because then they chopped it together with Max's Brazil s- storm lap. Mm. Have you seen this? The I haven't clip? seen it. I that. will show. I've saved it. Mm. It's goosebumps. I show it to people. They're like, what is it? It's just cars going around. It's like, yes, it is cars going around, but they look like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, look, code is so good. Is it in Texas? Yes. It's in Texas. It's in Austin, Texas. It's it, And Danny loves it. Loves it. We all love it. It's fucking. It's flat. You better bring Cowboys. Horsey and Horse Face. The Horsey and Horse Face. After that, we go to Mexico. Again, eh. No, see, I'm a big Mexico fan. I'm not anymore. I am. I, I, it's cool because they, they do go through to baseball stadium. It's It's got elements that I like. I just think that it's just too shit. There's just there's elements to that track that I can fall asleep in very easily. And it's not because it's played at 5 a.m. in Australian time. No, no. Look. I am a, I'm mainly a sucker for the baseball thing. That that unique factor they bought there is the saving grace of the track. And the fact that that is there is enough for me to go, this is a fun street slash circuit. 
Fair enough. I look. I like it. Then but it's, it's not. So, it's not technically a street circuit. I know it's not technically. It's the same as Australia, where Australia technically is, and Mexico technically isn't. But they both sit on the line. Where then, there's aspects. Then next is Brazil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a which fantastic. Is, which circuit. is all thumbs up. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the end of the season. That should be the end of the season right there. Yeah, I'd agree. Looking at the last three races of the year, we could stop at Brazil and be happy. Because what is it? It's Las Vegas, Qatar, and then Yas Marino. Correct. But Las Vegas was good. Except for everything around Las Vegas. Yes, and it also should be before Brazil. Like, honestly, if you moved it just before and put Brazil at the end... That's a lovely way to end. Oh, I think okay. I think you're right there because Qatar's not a great circuit. Qatar is one of the best circuits on the planet for watching motorbikes race on. It is not good for cars. It's it's just kind of boring. And the last one is just not good for anything. No, and we will bring out Kimi Raikkonen to sum it up. First two corners good, the rest of it shit. Yep. That was his take on the track. And it's completely fair. But big year, man. Big year of, ahead. A lot of races. A lot of races, a lot of people involved. So, man, that's, I guess that's kind of like the formal introduction to the year. That's who, what, when, and where. 